0: Thanks for tuning into Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. Since 2015, Dr. Youngblood has taken scores of questions and comments on the challenging issues of the day with a goal of informing and motivating listeners to examine the issues from a central Biblicist worldview. Currently, this broadcast is heard on five regional stations, as well as four additional stations in Virginia. There's now a great opportunity to expand this vital ministry to other cities. We sincerely need your help to accomplish this mission. Your support of any amount is needed to take this next step in sharing God's truth in a relevant, lively, and timely way. Thanks for your willingness to support us in this broadcast as we prepare to face the issues on a broader scale.
1: Go to FCBCATJax.com and click the Donate button or send your best gift to First Conservative Baptist Church, 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, Jacksonville, Florida, 32258, Attention Radio. Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood is brought to you by First Conservative Baptist Church. Now let's get back to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging in there. I believe we have John that's holding for our next caller. Go ahead, John, we request to comment. Yes, Dr.
3: Youngblood, what do you Happy Thursday.
2: Thank you. You also.
3: I think with myself, I was just thinking about this, trying to figure out how, how and why I feel the way I feel sometimes, even though I know at this very second, if I die on the phone call, right this very second, I would be in heaven in a split second, my last breath here and my first breath there. But yeah. I guess it's because, I guess for myself, I'm retired law enforcement, and I see people that are doing things that they're not doing the right thing, and it's kind of like, why cannot, why can't these people be held accountable for what, for what they're doing? And then um, – you said the, the CDC, let's see if I can find, shielding approach. It's a shielding document, which is a part of the CDC, and it's talking about what you said a couple minutes ago about taking it to where it's almost like Nazi Germany, to where they're going to separate people, that if they haven't gotten the vaccine, they're going to separate people, green zones, things like that. If people will put this on the CDC or uh, check it out, it's, uh, what is it, cdc.gov coronavirus shielding approach that you can actually research it and it's documented that they have this already in a plan that they could yes. implement i guess at any time.
2: Yes. So it's
3: but but again even though i know if i died right this very second I go to heaven when you read this stuff and my gut my son's doing research on this so you know at some point i'm going to pass away and they're still going to be here and i'm 70 and hopefully they're going to live way past that but it's just like you're kind of thinking wow what is the world going to be like when they're my age you know. Mhm.
2: Uh, John, you have uh, spoken a, how would you say, an encyclopedia full in just a matter of moments, because you're exactly right. When we analyze where we are today and we realize the next thing on the calendar of God is the rapture of the church. So as the Apostle Paul spoke of, he'd uh, rather go on to be with the Lord, but he feels it's better to remain that he might continue to teach and to preach and to impact lives. Uh, We need to want to continue to live, want to continue to impact lives for eternity, but at the same time realizing that if we leave this earth the next second that we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ, that's having the assurance of salvation, knowing that we know that we know that we know that we've been blood-bought, Bible-saved, born again. That is the most important thing in the life of any human being. But then secondary to that, and not secondary in importance, but in the chain of uh, chronology, is that we need to understand we need to be salt and light. That means we need to recognize what's happening, understand what's taking place, and to be salt and light in a darkened, decaying, dying society today. That means we've got to come out of the closet. We've got to let our light shine so that others might see Jesus in us. We've got to speak the truth in love. And I'm saddened to say that multitudes of Christians... Just as other callers have indicated, multitudes of Christians today are simply disbelieving the truth, believing the social media lie, not recognizing are blinded to the truth, are lost and cannot understand the truth, I don't know which, and not recognizing that the tra- trajectory that we're on today leads to total destruction as a nation, as a society, and as a people. It goes back again, and I've repeated it several times uh, recently of what took place in 1938, 39, and 40, and setting the stage for the great Holocaust uh, that took place under the Hitler regime in Germany. And it's because people were believing the lie rather than believing the truth. So you're exactly right. We need to, number one, know that we're saved. Number two, we need to be concerned about the future for our generation, next generation, our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids and the life that they will live if Jesus tarries the kind of America that they'll be living in. John, we can... Only keep on looking up, keep on praying, keep on believing, keep on trusting the Lord, and at the same time recognize that God is still on the throne. He's still in control. Greg, what I'm do you here. say to what John had said? <laughs> and What is
0: your position? Well, as, as we each search the Scriptures and analyze the headlines of the day and uh, realize that uh, the Scripture is coming to life, um, I think some folks, uh, I mean, I, I see on the social media networks, um, folks that purport to be Christians, and I, I don't doubt them, but some say that, uh, you know, when we do these things, we're, we're kind of circulating fear. And, uh, one young lady talked about how she was raised in the generation, um, that, uh, watched the movies left behind. She was scared to death, traumatized. And I, I think the focus was wrong. Uh, and, of course, she, she, she says, you know, our focus is so much on the Antichrist, we're not focusing on Christ. And that's true for some. Uh, however, the prophecy in the Scripture is not put there to scare us but to prepare us. We ought to look forward to that which is before us, but also realize, um, you know, as as much as I think that Christ may return today, we may have to live in this world for another decade. We may have to live in this world for another 100 years. So we need to uh, uh, prepare, uh, share Christ as though you know today is the last day, and also prepare for the eventuality that we may be here for some time to come. We may experience some real grief, and, and preparing the, the next generation for what may come is important. Um, you know, I, I keep using the word totalitarian because it seems like every day totalitarianism is on the rise. And I, I bring this up, you know, it's, I'm not going to do the circle back socky thing. <laughs> yeah. you know, everything was cir- circle back. I'm not going to uh, do, do the full circle back socky thing. But <sighs> folks need to be informed. And I want you to look up words like fascism. By the way, they've redefined the word. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. But look up Marxism. Look up totalitarianism. You know, when you look at the word totalitarian, it's relating to a system of government that is centralized understand this dc's controlling that is centralized and dictatorial and requires complete subservience to the state you know, now now for four years donald trump was called authoritarian now i'd like for anybody that has called donald trump authoritarian related to his policies please identify the policy that makes that administration authoritarian or totalitarian now keep in mind that's what we're seeing today, a totalitarian system or, or an authoritarian system that's rising. And every day, they're not, it's not a little step. They're taking giant leaps. Now, I've said, you know, when, when I talk real politics, when I talk just, you know, hardball, left, right, Democrat, Republican, when I, when I talk about it, that, oftentimes I've said, you know, Democrats run with the ball. They run with the ball. And I think they've stolen an election, and I think they're running with the ball. When the ball was handed off. And uh, year uh, well, we, we, we had we had full control. You know, Republicans had full control, Senate, House, and the White House, for two years under Rhino, Paul Ryan. And uh, we didn't get any of the things that we were promised. We didn't get the regular order. We didn't get the you know re- restoration of regular order. So we didn't have the omnibus spending agreements and this and that and the other thing. We didn't get the wall. We didn't get the it, steps toward conservatism. Steps toward restoration of constitutional governance they just gave it up but they didn't run with the ball now the left has the ball they're running hard with it and and christians need to realize what's next what's coming next and again not not for the the, the fear factor but for the for the preparation factor
2: uh, you need to be ready i believe the only way that we can be prepared is to know what's taking place i've said so often we need to pray we need to plan we need to prepare and we need to be involved and not just uh, burying our head in the sand. Greg, I'm going to read this headline, let you ponder it while we take our next call and come back. Dr. Fauci voices support for vaccine mandates, predicts that mandates are coming soon once the FDA gives shots full approval. and They've already said that, that full approval will be by or before September the 15th. What does that connote? Where are we going with that? What will be the end result with the mandates? Will it change the trajectory that we're on, and how will it change it? Hang on there, Greg, for a moment with those thoughts. John, uh, I believe, is on the line. John, go ahead with the question or comment, please.
3: I'm back again. Hey, I was just amen. on the phone just a couple minutes ago, and I was listening to Greg talking. And, and you know, I, again, trying to reflect on myself, and I know I'm going to be showing my support for somebody. But last, uh, last year, every Saturday, we were uh, campaigning uh, here in Jacksonville for Donald Trump. But it was almost like... Right now, what I'm going through is it's like God's going, okay, wait a second. You put all your hope in a person. What about me? I mean, somebody had mentioned something about the Ten Commandments. Well, what's the first one? It's uh, love the Lord your God. So we're supposed to have no false gods. Well, that doesn't mean necessarily a statue or an animal or whatever it is. That's God himself. So it's almost like I had to come to Jesus moment within myself saying, Okay, where are you putting your hope and where are you putting your faith to? Okay, your guy didn't get elected, so that's not the end of the world. Hello, I'm still here. I created everything. Actually, I'm in control. So it's almost like maybe for us we need to – I got the wake-up call that it's not all about the world. It's about where am I going to put my faith? In that, like I said a couple minutes ago, you know, if I die right this second, I know I'm going to heaven. But it's almost like a a wake-up call for all of us saying, okay, what is really, really important? Uh, At some point, there's going to be a Democratic president. If it wasn't now, uh, Donald Trump had been reelected or whatever. And no matter what happens, we're still going to be going to the New World Order and all that kind of stuff, and the Antichrist coming, that type of a thing. But it's almost like a wake-up call now, too, saying, wait a second. Is it now? <laughs> it may be now that we're we're going through this stuff, and hopefully, you know, in the near future, Jesus Christ is coming back. I know he's coming back, but it's just uh, uh, with all the stuff that's going on. So I guess I guess my point would be that I it was a wake up call for me, saying don't put my faith in the world, don't put my faith in people, put my faith in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and Him coming down here and dying on the cross for us. In our relationship that we have, we get so many people that get wrapped up with uh, religion. It has nothing to do with re- religion. Is man's attempt to get to God. Hold on a second. We have Christianity where God came down here in the form of a man and died Amen. for us. Doesn't make any difference about what we do, what we've done, what we've accomplished, what we haven't accomplished, that type of a thing. So, I, so it's a, for John to place his faith in God and not. I, I still worry about <laughs> what's going on. I guess it's like I said, the law enforcement background that I see that people are not doing the right thing. And why are they not being held accountable? Well, hold on a second. All this stuff is supposed to be happening anyway. I mean, look, it's so prolific. It's in our education system and it's our medical system. I'm talking about Fauci anyway, but it's in our medical system, it's in our legal system. It's all over the place. And for that to ever turn around, it can only be a God thing.
2: Amen. John, you're exactly right, brother. Thank you so much for your comments. Let me do a little footnote on that, and then we'll go back to Greg. That little footnote on what John just said is exactly right. We need to place our faith, trust, and confidence in God and God alone. However, if I could do a little parenthetical young blood footnote to that statement. God gives us civil government, and in that civil government, they're supposed to be servants unto God. And it's the citizens, the Christians' responsibility to seek out a candidate And we're not voting for God when we vote for president. We're voting for a civil government head. We're not voting for a perfect person. We're voting for the right man that will lead America with the civil governance of our nation. And I believe at the time that we put uh, President Donald J. Trump in office, it was God's divine intervention that did that, not because of man and not because of our vote, though we had to vote. But we also need to look back and see. That it's a demonic theft of the election in 2020 that took President Donald J. Trump out of office that placed this uh, shell of a man and the position of leadership that he's simply the Manchurian candidate, the Manchurian president, the shell, the Trojan horse that is being manipulated by powers to be, which is nothing but demonic control. So with that being said, President Donald J. Trump won the election. The election was stolen. It was a demonic coup to overthrow America and to destroy the American Foundation and our Constitution and Bill of Rights. Uh, Greg, going back to the former statement, and you might want to comment on what we have said, going back to the uh, former statement in relationship to Anthony Fauci talking about once it is FDA approved, talking about the COVID jab then it would be mandated what's that going to connote for the nation where will we stand, what should Christians do how should Christians respond I've had dozens and dozens and dozens of people ask the question how do I get out of, how do I prevent taking the COVID shot what do I need to do Should I? am I going to lose my job am I going to be uh, displaced out of military what should I do so speak to those varied uh, parts of that big puzzle that we're faced with in America today no,
0: I wanna step into John's statement for just a second because you know, as 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 I see, as I view the scripture, we we've got a responsibility, dual responsibility. You got the two tablets of the law, pretty well half the uh Ten Commandments deal with your uh responsibilities before God and the other half your responsibilities responsibilities before your fellow man. Keep in mind he is head over all. He is head over all. As as Jesus uh when he was trying to put on the horns of a dilemma dealing with taxes he said render unto caesar that which is caesar and unto god that which is god's guess what it's all gods we still have an obligation to civil authorities um you know and, and of course with the two laws i've said this a million times and it's it's very clear jesus said there there but two laws love the lord lord your god with all your heart all your mind and all your soul the second is like unto the first love your neighbor as yourself you can't love your neighbor and keep your mouth shut over what's going on in this world today. You can't love your neighbor and not warn them of what's going on today. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, you'll find there is a time and a purpose for every work. You know, it's time to live, time to die, time to laugh, time to cry, time for peace, and a time for war. You know, and I pray that every believer realizes what time it is today. Mm-hmm what time it is today. As to Fauci and, and, and uh, the um, unlawful, unconstitutional executive orders, let's say the executive order rolls out. I mean, Biden's rolled out the executive order on the military, um, you know, for the uh, for the jab, for this experimental vaccine. By the way, folks, if you've taken it, that's, that's, that's your decision. That's, you know, based on your homework. I hope you did more homework than you did uh, when you bought the tires for your car, when you took the jab. But the notion that because the president of the United States signs an executive order, that's not a law, folks. That's not a law. And even if it is a law, is it a constitutional law? Because all laws have to comport with the Constitution of the United States. And and beyond that, the Constitution is self-described as the supreme law of the land, and of course it – there's a provision there that also, you know, all laws, you know, keeping with, and I'm trying to think of the exact language. Uh, uh, basically, if we've engaged in a treaty with other nations, if it's in keeping with the Constitution, that becomes supreme law of the land. Well, I'm pretty sure that this would still be considered a war crime if they turn us into test subjects. And even if the FDA rolls out, FDA is not supreme law of the land. FDA rolls out and says, hey, this is, this is all good now. Do they have a two-year track record? Do they have a five-year track record? Do they have a 10-year track record? So the best they can do is an efficacy standard. They cannot give you a two- or five- or ten-year safety standard. Do you understand a safety record? Because it ain't there. It ain't there. So, you know, I I pray all this stuff works out. Um, I'm not lining up (laughs) for the the jab. I, I, I have studied behind way too many that with these, uh, uh, with these treatment protocols are seeing 100% survival rates, 100%. Uh, and seeing that as opposed to a, a, a huge unknown associated with the jab, regardless of which one you get, I'll take the known, you know, very good success rate uh, outside the scope of uh, the big hospital groups, outside the scope of the mega government groups, where they, you know, some folks have had natural care or holistic care. These are folks that have been practicing medicine for many, many decades, many of them, thousands of doctors across the United States that are that are willing to step outside this conventional medicine and give you a remedy that many of them have 100% scorecards on dealing with the Wu flu. So why would I choose to take something with a big question mark behind it? By the way, Dr. Malone, the one that came up with the uh, mRNA uh, uh, not not the vaccinations, but the method to introduce things like that. Um, every time you put, put a video up of Doctor Malone and his giving his opinion on these things, he's a, he's astute in the in the realm. Uh, it's it's given the the screen of shame by by folks like fascist. I mean Facebook and yeah, they're fascist, but and and Twitter and YouTube's throwing videos off left and right. Why in the world is this guy that's so knowledgeable? Why are you not allowed to listen to him? Why is the censorship so – that's, that's a First Amendment assault. But, but why is the censorship so that they can't even hear those words? If you step back in time, when Al Gore started talking about his global warming stuff, by the way, it's been scare tactics for, for 70 years for those folks. The planet's going to freeze. The planet's going to burn. Anyway, um, and none, none of their predictions ever come true. But when he spoke of that, what did he say? He said the debate is over. You know what that is? That's you need to shut up. Now, the Mm -hmm. only difference between Al Gore's, the debate is over, you need to shut up, and today is they can literally shut you up. They have the tech oligarchs that are willing to, in a fascistic way, shut you up. And and if you show up at an auditorium, you've been invited to speak uh, to to a a group at a college campus. The the little fascist on the campus will roll out, and they'll they'll burn things. They'll break windows, and they will shout and scream in order to shut you up. Why is it Mm -hmm. so important? Why is it so important to shut you up? And do you have a responsibility as a believer to speak up when they're trying to shut you up? This crosses so many different boundaries, literally right on the heels. That First Amendment deals with your freedom of religion but also your freedom of speech. Both are under assault in the greatest way I've seen in my entire life in this nation today. We're falling into authoritarianism every single day, and believers don't even know how to define the word.
2: They yes. don't even know how to define the words. So that's why I'm speaking today. Absolutely, and Greg, I'm looking at an article that says Australian officials issue Soviet-style COVID broadcast. Begin turning in your neighbor now. Also in Australia, I'm looking at an article that says helicopters deployed. Military goes door-to-door to enforce COVID lockdown. What we see taking place in Australia is not too far-fetched from where we're headed in America, in my most humble opinion. Once they give the answer that FDA has said that the COVID jab is efficacious, beneficial and legal, they will then force, just as we're seeing in Australia, American government, the fascist government in America will force Americans to take the vaccination or go into the COVID camps that's now being readied by the CDC. We need to understand that. In fact, this article says in Australia, the state in South Wales, residents are dealing with an outbreak of COVID-19 variant, Delta variant, so serious that the top elected state officials urging citizens to rat out each other. In other words, they're saying, and ladies and gentlemen, our uh, audience need to understand, they're saying in Australia, if you see your neighbor leave the house – Call the I fe- uh, call the police. If you see your neighbor doing something that's outside the realm of what the government says, call your neighbor. It's the snitch system. And the FBI in the United States of America – operate set into place the snitch system about six weeks ago where they said call the fbi and report your friend your relative your neighbor your coworker if they're doing something that you feel would be harmful or detrimental to other lives like not wearing the mask or refusing to take the vaccination etc cetera, etc cetera. so we're in that snitch system so greg the bottom line is how should we then live what recommendation would you give to christians and conservatives listen to this broadcast today That may be fearful of their job, may be fearful of taking the vaccination if it is forced upon us, that may be fearful of the decision that they need to make. And we have millions of Americans in that position today that's wondering, how should we then live? What should we do? But in Australia, they're facing today, as this article says, Australia faces complete medical tyranny as military rolls into the city door to door to enforce lockdowns. What's your response to those headlines, Greg? Well,
0: to sit by and do nothing, say nothing, is the wrong response. That took place a lot, and there's so many comparisons with the Weimar Republic, so many comparisons both financially as well as socially to that, that Nazi regime. And I I hate to even fall into that, but these, these are so clear. I mean, right, right now we're seeing more and more folks that because uh, they've been fooled, They've been, uh, tricked. They've been deceived. You know, there's a lot of folks that would be the types that would, you know, let's, let's call and turn in Anne Frank. I mean, the, the diary of Anne Frank, you know, the mm-hmm. Holocaust. You understand that the, what's at stake here, um, mm-hmm. the thing, they, did, they didn't just flip a switch overnight in the Weimar Republic. You know, they they, they, they they ran the printing presses. With the with the currency, and they devalued the currency. Do you see what's going on today? Do you see the comparison? Because they're running the printing presses today, they're devaluing the currency. And when when things went off a cliff, they started pointing fingers at the Jews. Y'all are y'all are at fault. You're the ones that caused this chaos. They demonized and de- dehumanized to the point that even neighbors that had known their Jewish neighbors for decades, they would be willing to drag them out in the street and beat them. Okay, so so this. Uh, hyperbole by the by this one saying to the to the children if you show up you know w- without a mask on you're you're a murderer you're killing understand the demonization the dehumanization and how very w- what happens when the child shows up not wearing a mask and that child gets pummeled on the playground do you understand mm-hmm. we're getting there we're getting there today so christians yes. need to stand up speak up be salt and light for for me what what drives me so often is the ecclesiastes 33 and the the watchman uh, that that was set over israel or would be set over israel and the the purpose is to call out the the evil to call out the wickedness to call out the yes. the sword when it comes um and we've got a responsibility i mean, at first eight says when i when i say unto the wicked oh wicked man Thou shalt surely die if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. So we, I believe, we can apply this and say we've got a responsibility to scream out the warning—not just the warning of what's going on in the culture, but the warning of the judgment to come, the final judgment. those—they work hand in hand, folks. They work hand in hand. I don't have a fear for the craziness that will befall this world, because I know who, who's at the helm, who's sitting on his throne. And I know in the next life, I'm fine. But how many millions out there have never heard the name Jesus Christ? And, and, and when you squelch free speech, if it's squelching free speech on the mask, or if it's squelching free speech on the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's still squelching free speech. We need to, as believers, realize a great deal a great price was paid for our freedom Both civilly as well as spiritually And we should never trample on the blood That was shed to buy our freedom Absolutely. That's when I speak
2: Absolutely And as Christians, Greg uh, We need to, as I keep saying Look up, lift up our heads for our redemption Draweth nigh uh, Greg, I'm thankful that you had a moment That you could join us on the broadcast today And I'm prayerful that our listeners Have been encouraged Enlightened, and challenged that's always the goal on Let's Face the Issues. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Looking forward to meeting you next time on the air as, once
1: again, we face the issues. To Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood, pastor of First Conservative Baptist Church and president of Conservative Theological University, 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, Jacksonville, Florida, located one-half mile south of I-295. FCBC invites you to tune in nightly, 9 to 9.45 p.m. for expository preaching on 91.3, 91.7, and 91.9 FM. You are invited to worship with them, 9.30 a.m. Sunday for Bible study, 10.45 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 7.00 p.m. evening worship service, or 7.00 p.m. Wednesday fellowship meal Bible study. Prayer, Bible Q&A, and updates on issues facing our city, state, and country. Tune in again for another Let's Face the Issues broadcast. Also, tune in the same station Saturday mornings at 9 for expository Bible preaching by Dr. Youngblood. Remember, a rebroadcast of this program can be heard in its entirety 9 p.m. on 100.3 FM and 93.3 HD3. You are also invited to tune in Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Talk 100.3 for Expository Preaching. Tune in and invite others to listen.